welcome back to the Paralegal Voice Podcast. My name is Tony Sip, and I have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Tara Aberhart. She's been in our circle in the legal field for a while now and doing amazing things. Tara is the uh, Senior Director, Practice Management, founding member of Chief DC and President, International Practice Management Association, otherwise known as IPMA. And Tara, I believe you are in your second term as president as well. That's correct. And I appreciate you telling, uh, not telling everyone how many years I've been in legal. <laughs> I thought I would skip that fact, but it, it's clear your experience brought you to where you are now. So Tara, is there anything you would like to tell the folks, our listeners about yourself that I may have overlooked? So I'm based in uh, Washington, D.C., but I have uh, responsibilities uh, nationally. Appreciate you um, giving a shout out to all the association work that I do. I know that's near and dear to your heart uh, as well. Um, And, you know, other than that, you know, I am a wife and a mom and all of the stuff that I do that is uh, sort of possible is because of my very patient husband, Robert, um, <laughs> and my daughter, Madison, who uh, is a real person now that she's graduated from grad school. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Tara, one of the conversations you and I had was about the four pillars, and this is part of the association, uh, IPMA, that you've been working with. Um, And there's something else that you're doing, which we'll get to down the road. But one of the things that had me curious is that you were talking about the four pillars, part of the mission and the key objectives of IPMA. Can you talk to us about what those four pillars are and how you see that being more incorporated into IPMA? Sure. So the the four pillars are actually sort of, you know, a way of expressing some ideas that we've been wrestling with in IPMA for a while. So if you're familiar with the International Practice Management Association history, you know, we've been around for almost 40 years now. Next year is our 40th anniversary. And we started with a real emphasis on, you know, paralegals. Uh, We were the Legal Assistant Management Association And then we rebranded years later to the International Paralegal Management Association. And as all of our roles, um, you know, have evolved, we wanted to rebrand as the International Practice Management Association. But that left some of our members that had a really clear identity in paralegal land looking for us to sort of clarify you know, how IPMA was continuing to service them at different stages of their career and how we were absolutely giving a nod to our very proud tradition of being rooted in the paralegal community, but also recognizing that our association wanted to be a little bit more inclusive and broader. So the four pillars, uh, which uh, I brought to our board of directors in March of this year, are people, process, profits, and progress. And some people would call progress innovation, but it didn't start with a P. So that was out. It had to start with a P. So those are the four pillars, Tony. I like it. I like it. You're just progressive enough that uh, fits right into my world. So being the president, there's something that you did that I'm very proud of your accomplishments. And somebody told me that you were kind of the anchor behind the DEI initiative for IPMA. Is that true? I think it is. Yeah, I'd like to say that I contributed. I mean, certainly. um, So so when Patty Maxwell uh, was president of IPMA, you know, we had a lot of tensions in the U.S. that bubbled up over that particular summer. 
And IPMA was looking for a way to sort of be responsive to some of the hurt and anguish and frustration that was sort of, you know, um, percolating certainly in the United States and in different ways in Canada. Um, And so she, during her presidency, established the advisory board for, it was a group that Sybil and I headed and, and we explored how IPMA as an association should really be approaching the subject and incorporating uh, the subject of DE&I in our association. And so the advisory board met for about 10 to 12 months, and we came up with a series of recommendations to the board of directors. And from there, one of the recommendations was to formally establish a DE&I committee and to be able to integrate you know, our conversation about those important topics in all aspects of what we do as an association. It was really important to us that we didn't just establish a committee and for one hour a month talk about you know, topics that were important. We wanted to have a committee that would enable us to infuse a DNI lens in all aspects of the association. And so I was really proud as the president-elect at the time to co-chair the advisory board, and then you know to hand over the DEI committee uh, to our DEI committee chairs. And I, I didn't know this. I, I knew that one of the past presidents, Karen Tushak, um, who's my mentor. That did you guys overlap a little bit? But I, I just realized that I saw your names together on some. Of, oh, it was an award that you won through IPMA. I don't know if you recall yes. what that is, but yeah, you know what it is. Okay, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean Karen. Karen's an inspiration, right, uh, within sort of paralegal circles and then certainly, you know, as well within IPMA circles. And I'm just amazingly proud um, now that she's, you know, branched off and started her own company and is really sort of continuing the conversation that we all try to have within our law firms and within our organizations in a much broader way, right? She's concentrating on just, you know, the the message of, you know, how paralegals can, you know, really drive practice management and practice support and, you know, how we have those conversations and the training that is needed. And so, um, yes, um, I wasn't on the board with Karen when she was president, but she's, um, among others, is one of the reasons why I uh, agreed to step forward and serve on the board and then ultimately become president. So That's excellent. It's great people uh, all working together for a great cause. I love it. So with us, all of us, collaboration is very important in everything that we do. Relationships matter, everything matters so that we can get our job done effectively. So how does IPMA work with other international organizations or associations to promote the best practices and standard of care on a global scale because you are international? Yeah, so it's interesting. So over the years, there have been, you know, just uh, different titles given to that concept. One, uh, you know, uh, group title was the Conclave, and that was sort of IPMA and NIFA and NALA and, you know, ILTA coming together and sort of having conversations. And then, you know, now there's another group called the Brain Trust and, you know, certainly same concepts, right? I like to think of the four pillars as each association, I think, has the same sort of concepts. We just put them in a different order. So like, you know, ILTA started with, you know, progress, innovation, tech, but certainly, you know, has expanded those conversations to, you know, some of the other, you know, concepts, Um, you know, clock. I think if I was thinking about how clock was strategically placed, 
I would put process forward as sort of the first idea for clock, um, certainly coming from their in-house perspective, you know, and now expanding to those of us that are in law firms. So yes, I, I think it's, you know, super important. And, you know, over the years, IPMA, certainly in our paralegal roots, had a really strong and continues to have a really strong relationship, you know, with NIFPA and with NALA, with Kappa out there in California, right where you are, Tony. Correct, um, correct. And uh, I was proud in my, you know, paralegal days um, to be one of the presidents of the one of the six founding chapters of NFPA. So I was president of the National Capital Area Paralegal Association here in D.C. So, um, you know, I like to, uh, you know, uh, trot out my recovering paralegal like real <laughs> roots. Right. I did real work. I was in the yeah. trenches yeah. Um, before I went to the dark side of management and and then to the business side of the firm. So. That's great. It, it shows the evolution of a paralegal. And what you want to do is your goals change and the world, the legal world changes as well. So um, it, it's great to see people doing that successfully um, and encouraging others to reach those same goals. All right, folks, we have to take a commercial break and we'll be right back with some messages from our sponsors. Get civil and you get a fast custom built website that looks great, brings you clients and drops them right into your firm's systems. Civil partners perfectly with small firms by building the fastest sites in legal, handling digital marketing, enhancing your leads, and providing transparent analytics. They're civil to your other tech, too. Civil websites integrate with all legal case management systems, including Clio, Smokeball, MyCase, and Lawmatics. Get a free site audit with a no-obligation 15-minute demo about what Civil can do for your website. GetCivil.com. That's G-E-T. C-I-V-I-L-L-E dot com. All rise with Civil. NALA members receive exclusive content, such as the Paralegal Utilization and Compensation Survey Report, access to a members-only collaboration site, discounts on office products and car rental, access and preferred placement on a web platform for paralegal contract jobs, and access to the member-only career center. NALA members also receive discounted education and products, Join NALA today and become a part of our community. Learn more at NALA.org. All right, folks, welcome back. We're here with Tara Eberhardt discussing some really important things in the paralegal community and the legal field in general. During the commercial break, Tara and I had a little conversation about practice management versus practice support. Tara, can you tell us the difference between practice management versus practice support? Yeah, well, I think that's a real sort of debate right now. It's really interesting to me because I think a number of, you know, firms uh, are taking different approaches to practice management. And we've, we've had this debate in IPMA because obviously it's in our name, right? International Practice Management Association. And what does that mean? And so I think there's a lot of different ways to sort of envision it. In my universe at Denton's, in my everyday job, practice management to us means we have practice directors and senior directors who oversee our different practice groups. And then we have practice support administrators who help us run the actual sort of business of the practice group. Yeah. So in other settings, practice management could mean managing an aspect of the practice or managing a population within the practice, right? So you've got people who are in practice management who oversee paralegals. You have people in 
practice management who oversee docketing departments or litigation support. Or So I think we're, we're all trying to sort of, within our organizations, navigate, you know, practice management, practice support. What does that mean? And how do we complement, you know, each other in those roles? I, I think sometimes, you know, we, we try to have a uniform definition and I don't think that's necessary to have a uniform definition. I think within the organization, I think you have to have, you know, a clear understanding of what those roles mean um, so that you can create pipelines and you can create, you know, career advancement and professional development opportunities. And so you can have some just clarity on responsibilities. But I I think that's going to be interesting, again, as we, you know, go into the next sort of five to 10 years with all of the emerging trends and all the advancements in the legal profession, I think we're all going to continue to see those roles evolve because, you know, in some groups, it's the bean counters, right? It's the pure, like, you know, other firms, um, you know, you have to be a lawyer to be in practice management. So I think it's one of those departments, areas, functions, uh, like we've seen in the past where it sort of gets defined over time and within your organization. Right. I, I've noticed that in many practices as well. I'm losing a lot of my uh, my paralegal friends to legal ops lately. Yes. Uh, so it's it's been it's it's evolving, and you you know we're watching as technology grows. How do we fit in? You know, what place are we? What skills do we have that will complement everything that we're doing with the firm and inside and outside of work? So. I do understand that you have uh, something really great coming in next month, the conference. This is the, what, second annual, 39th annual conference and expo with a great theme, building today for success tomorrow, kind of what we were talking about just now. Can you tell us a little bit about the conference and why people should attend? Sure. So IPMA has a a conference uh, each year. It's traditionally in October. The conference itself starts on uh, Wednesday, kicks off on Wednesday, and wraps up on Friday evening. But we currently run a one-day managerial skills seminar. So if people are interested in doing the managerial skills seminar, they can come in on Tuesday. We do a whole day you know, seminar, and then the conference starts on Wednesday. So this year, we have over 25 different sessions over the course of the three days, they're going to align with our different pillars that we were talking about. So when you look at the conference agenda, you're going to see some of the sessions are really focused on people, some are really focused on process, some are really focused on profits, and some are you know, in the progress or innovation space. So we've tried to align the conference with our pillars. And our idea is that we all come to professional development with strength in one, two, three, or four of those pillars. And so by coming to the conference, you can pick some of the topics that you are interested in, you know, deepening your experiences. And then you can try other topics where you're sort of exploring them and thinking a little bit about how that sort of, you know, may fit into your future career plans. But it's the week of October the 9th, um, and it's in Atlanta this year. So we're really excited to, to go back to Atlanta. You mean Hotlanta, right? Yes, yes, with, with yes, fam- exactly. <laughs> Famously yes, known uh, as. Angela Monroe and, and Waskar, um, you know, two of our board members are down there in Atlanta. So uh, they've been, you know, telling us all what clothes to bring and, you know, all the local, you know, things to check out while we're down there. And so, yeah, we're really excited to see everybody. 
Those are great friends and board members to get that done <laughs> ahead of time. I love it. What I love about you as well, just your person, I know you do this as the president and your leader in Dittons as well, but you, you definitely are a person that puts people first and it shows through your work and it shows through your time there at, as president of um, I, and IPMA, my apologies. Is that something you've just been passionate about or did you end up going into the titles that you are? Because I see you as seeing things before they happen and trying to get people ready to be in a position where they can become leaders in the community as well as in their firms or other legal organizations that they're a part of. Yeah, I I think that probably comes from my sort of, you know, um, upbringing because uh, I'm a military brat. Um, uh, uh, very, you know, my my dad was uh, in the army, and so I was literally born overseas when he was stationed there, and wow. um, and he was on active duty until I retired. Uh, he retired the day I graduated from high school. So my entire, you know, life before I got to make a choice about where I was going to go to college was, you know, being in the military. And in the military, it's 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 all about people. Not only do you work with, you know, your troops. But you live with your troops, right? You're deployed. You know, you're you have a you know tree of concern. You have a tree of care. You know, spouses and significant others. You know, before deployments, we have meetings about you know how we take care of each other while people are deployed. And so I, I think that you know history of growing up and you when you're away from your extended family, you sort of you know form that family as with your military folks. So I grew up, you know, every holiday that we were overseas, um, you know, my dad would invite random strangers um, to, you know, to come and have Thanksgiving with us or Christmas or because they were away from home and away from their families. So, you know, I grew up, you know, learning that you, you take care of your people. I mean, that's, that's what you do. And so, you know, as I've had the opportunity to go into different management positions and then leadership positions, that's probably what weighs the heaviest on me is that responsibility. When we manage people, we are, you know, partly responsible for helping them to be successful. And, you know, when things go well, you, you know, give the credit uh, to the folks that did it. And when they don't go well, you know, as a leader or manager, you try to take some of that, you know, burden, but, I think that's probably part of it, Tony, is just that military upbringing and that sense of, you know, we're sort of in this together. So, yeah, yeah, I have the same. I don't have the I have military in my family, but um, not direct. Um, And I think that's a great story that you just shared with us. And thank you for sharing that. Let's just take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Tara Eberhardt. Contract automation isn't a trend. It's a strategic imperative. Though big players in the e-sign world will make you believe implementing it will cost you big bucks and more than a few headaches, it doesn't have to be that way. DocuB is an easy-to-onboard, full suite of products that includes e-signature, brilliant workflow capabilities, and AI contract automation at nearly half the price of those out-of-touch behemoths. The one thing DocuB doesn't automate? Their customer service. Visit get.docub.com slash contracts to set up a call with a real live person. DocuB will be with you every step of the way. Delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training 
for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I dot C-C. And get $500 off with code HAPPY24. And welcome back. My name is Tony Sipp. I'm here with Tara Eberhardt, the Senior Director in Practice Management at Denton's. Uh, We were just talking about some very interesting things and trends that are happening within the legal community. Um, So Tara, what emerging trends do you see or challenges that you see that will impact our industry um, moving forward in the near future? Yeah, Tony, it's it's interesting because I get asked, um, you know, this question at different times. And uh, so I just went to the um, ELTSICON 2023 conference in Orlando about uh, two and a half weeks ago. So um, that's sort of a big topic on my mind now. So I spent four days just looking at how we practice, right? How we practice, how we're going to be leveraging technology. I do a lot of process-oriented projects uh, and So uh, one of the things that happens when you do a lot of those types of projects is you always get asked, is technology going to replace people, right? Like what's going to happen in, you know, the next, you know, iteration of of things. And uh, it was sort of a joke at, you know, Elticon with some of us that no matter what tool you had, you had to have something about it was connected to AI, right? That is the, you know... Everything we do is, you know, the, you know, the records file trail is going to be connected to AI and, you know, everything. So, I mean, I think that, you know, what's really great and for your audience, right, as, as paralegals, as paraprofessionals, we have just, you know, unbelievable, unlimited opportunities right now. Because in order to really look at technology, in order to look at processes, you have to know how things work. You have to know how they currently work. And you have to be able to sort of map them out and intelligently discuss what parts of the process should be automated or can be automated. And then what are some of the advantages or pitfalls of doing that? So, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, legal operations, um, practice management, practice support, legal operations. These are all the terms that, you know, law firms are are wrestling with. Uh, We are trying to harness our data. We are trying to get smarter and to be more quantitative in our approach uh, to legal. We are trying to be more efficient and to look at process in a universe where every lawyer wants to be, you know, an entrepreneur and wants to run their own practice <laughs> right. uh, and wants to be unique and have their uh-huh. differentiators, right? Yeah, Do we yeah. see the dichotomy there, right? We need to <laughs> put processes in place and we need to be efficient. But on the other hand, we need to differentiate and we need to offer value and we need to, you know, stand out from our competitors. So I think that's going to be one of the things that's going to be really interesting to see. I think you're going to start seeing, especially in law firms, you're going to see the law firms that really do it well and thoughtfully um, at looking at process and tech and engaging your subject matter experts in that conversation. And then I think you're going to see law firms that are going to try to take shortcuts and they're going to try to just focus on you know, how do we get, you know, uh, it the quickest or the simplest or the cheapest? And they're going to, you know, forget that you, you've got to build a good process. You've got to have it based on good people, you know. And I think that's going to be a trend that, you know, we're going to see in practice management and practice support and legal ops and paralegal land. That's going to be our universe, you know, for the next sort of 
definitely three to five years um, is, is how we navigate that and how we help our teams navigate that. Wow. And this is why Dittens has you. So <laughs> this is fantastic. So Tara, please tell us uh, for our listeners something inspirational that we can, they can take home with them before I ask you about your contact information so that anybody who listens to the program can reach out to you. Yeah. So it's interesting because, you know, uh, you were talking about how, you know, people have been inspirational in your career. And, you know, I know sometimes when I'm talking about different things, people are you know, look at some of the accomplishments that I do. I think it's really important that we absolutely keep it real. I fail all the time. I do things wrong all the time. I find things to be challenging or frustrating or, um, so one of the things that I'm trying to remember, especially in this, again, incredibly strange universe that we're in of uncertainty and where our team members are just, you know, dealing with a lot, both in work and out, that, you know, I try to focus on progress, not perfection. That is my sort of thing lately um, to give myself some space and grace uh, to challenge myself to, you know, sort of keep learning and keep, you know, my ways of, you know, staying engaged with what I'm doing. But also to remember that, um, you know, sometimes the to-do list, we're all great at making to-do lists. Sometimes one of the things on the to-do list needs to be to not make a to-do list. <laughs> um, and, you know, True. to do something that, you know, that inspires us or is fun or, you know, um, there was a time in my life when I didn't do things because I wasn't good at them. Right. right. So I'm right. not a particularly gifted artist. Um, my niece can draw anything. And, you know, so I wouldn't I didn't love going to like, you know, uh, paint and sips. Right. Where yes. <laughs> you had this relaxing thing where you went and had a lovely glass of wine and you painted, you know, this wonderful thing. Um, because my wonderful thing always like stressed me out that, <laughs> you know, it wasn't perfect and didn't look like the thing. And as I get a little bit older, I, I realize that, you know, relax, just relax. It's in, it's in the experimenting. It's in the, you know, discovery. It's in the process. And that's why, you know, for someone who is a type A planner, everything has to be on the to-do list. Everything has to be accomplished. I've had some of the best fun when I just remember progress, not perfection. Exactly. I tell my paralegals, make sure that you stand out and not stick out. So this has been great, Tara. And I'm sure we could talk for hours uh, about <laughs> several, several topics. But for our listeners, where can they reach you if they want to get a hold of you? I am definitely on LinkedIn. I invite anyone um, who is interested to send me a message um, and or follow me. Um, I've been known to post uh, interesting things from, from time to time. <laughs> You know, sure. uh, certainly would love for people to check out, you know, the International Practice Management Association uh, and their website. But my uh, email address is tara.eberhard at dentons.com. Uh, would love to, you know, hear from people or, you know, if there's something that, you know, we've talked about that resonates with them or if they have, you know, a great idea or, you know, something they'd like to share. Yeah, and you can always go to the website and email your questions to us and we can revisit the topic or Jill and I can discuss it um, on another episode. So, Tara, thank you so much for taking your time to do this with us. And I, I can't thank you enough. It's great to have leaders like you in the world that we live in. So I'm really proud to call you a friend and be happy to have you on our podcast. So thank you so much. Well, Tony, I'm, I'm so glad I made the cut, right? Like you've been doing this for a while and 
you know, I had to, you know, like sneak in there, but I really appreciate the invitation and, you know, always happy to come back. Thank you, Tara. Appreciate that. Everybody, uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you the next time on the Paralegal Voice Podcast. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.